Welcome to the Shari Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Shari Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. So you're probably wondering what just showed up on your screen. This is an adult hawksbill sea turtle. They are found mainly in the tropical reefs of the Atlantic, Pacific, and Indian Oceans where they use their sharp beaks to eat sea sponges. They are a critically endangered species, with their population having declined close to 80% in the last 100 years. Along with the encroachment of humans into their habitats and breeding grounds, their slow maturation and reproductive rates leave them threatened. Their lifespan is not quite known, but they may be able to live to 50 or 100, roaming the ocean the entire time. But that long journey that each of these turtles takes begins with a singular episode, a dramatic struggle to survive. Each mating season, mother turtles drag their heavy bodies up onto a secluded beach and clear a space for their nest. They dig a deep hole with their hind flippers, laying their ping-pong ball-like eggs in it and covering it with packed sand to protect and camouflage the nest. And then she leaves. Two months pass, and the eggs begin to hatch as inch-long baby turtles use their beaks to come into the world instinctively They begin to tunnel upwards through the sand, taking their first breath of air. They turn their eyes to the sea, and guided by the moon's reflection on the water, they use their tiny flippers to pull themselves towards the waves, hoping to be swept up and pulled out to sea. This one episode, this crawl from nest to sea, determines the course of their lives. If they make it before morning, they have a chance to grow up and have children of their own. And if they don't, they are surrounded by predators with no mercy. And if things work, we should be able to see a few moments of of what this looks like because it's such an evocative image. It's hard not to look at these little guys working so hard to get to the ocean There's so many of them, and they're pulling themselves along the sand. Their very first steps are steps of survival. Incredible. And our double Torah portion this week, 
Matot Masay tells us of similarly crucial moments in the lives of the Israelites as they wander in the wilderness, making their way from Egypt to the Holy Land. But while the most important moment for sea turtles is well documented, the Torah gives us just a list of places. The Israelites set out from Ramses and encamped at Sukkot. They set out from Sukkot and encamped at Atom on the edge of the wilderness. They set out from Atom and encamped before Migdol and on and on. 42 campsites, very few details. Now, you can read this in a few different ways. On one hand, it seems significant that each campsite is given mention in the text at all. This could be meant to teach us not to focus only on the destination, but to pay attention to the stops along the way. On the other hand, we know very little about what happens at each of these places. Consider that in Numbers chapter 20, our story skips 38 years of wandering in the wilderness. If the details of this journey are so important, where are they in our text? Where are the tales of their adventures? Where are the intimate human moments that mark the building of relationship and community? Ber Yitzchak, a 19th century rabbi in the Russian Empire, provides one possible explanation. Since the Holy One of Blessing brought them out of Egypt till they arrived at the gates of the land of promise, much had befallen them, both favorable and unfavorable. This short listing of the stages of their wanderings was designed as reading material for them after they settled down in their homeland. Each stage that they noted in their reading would enable them to recall what had befallen them at that place. They would accordingly take to heart the kindness shown to them by the omnipresent and the sufferings they endured for their disobedience so that in the future they would act rightly and not sin. So by Be'er Yitzchak's reading, the list of places exists to jog the memory of those who experience the wanderings. But where does that leave us? So far as I know, none of us left Ramses or encamped at any one of the 41 other places mentioned. These are simply souvenir postcards. We know the name of the place, but anyone that would be able to remember what happened there is long gone. The reality is that important things are often forgotten. This is simply a part of being human. Our lifespans are limited. We experience life from moment to moment, but our memory is imperfect and operates in longer intervals. We remember days, not minutes, seasons, not months. Years of our lives are compressed into lists and so many of the lessons we learn and growth we achieve are misplaced in our memories. We keep making the same mistakes over and over until one of them shakes us to our very core, causing unforgettable pain or regret. Are we doomed to repeat this cycle? Think about this whole period of the COVID-19 pandemic 
of quarantine and social distancing, may its end come soon in our days. It has caused so many, many of us stress, both emotional and financial. It has harmed many of us physically. It has changed the very society in which we live and upended almost every norm. But we are also learning from it. We are learning that each of us is responsible for everyone else's health. We are learning that even without physical presence, we can find meaningful moments with our communities. We are learning that we have strength and patience that we didn't know we had, and more importantly, that when our strength fails us, we can always ask for help from the people who care about us. I worry that when this is all over, as a society, we'll just take this moment, box it up, and put it in the attic with all our painful memories. Like a strange dream, we'll act as if it never happened and go right back to our pre-pandemic lives, so afraid to, re to revisit the anguish that we will lose those moments of unexpected joy, those flashes of insight, and newly discovered resilience. Like the wanderings in the wilderness for the Israelites, these have affected us as individuals and as a community. We should not lose sight of these stops that we are making along the way. There will be an official history of this time, or several, but they will not reflect our lived experiences. All we will have is a list of places and names, stripped of context, of no use to us or the people who come after us. So this is what I want us to do. I want us to remember these moments, the painful times, the hard choices we had to make. And we will only remember them if we live them consciously and focus our attention on them. Moments pile up, and when we lose them, we forget crucial parts of our story, just as what happened with many of Israel's experiences in the wilderness. I want us to avoid the temptation to forget the trauma, because our most difficult times and what we learn from them are what make us human beings and Jews. So we will remember our journey, like the one our people took from slavery to freedom, like the tiny vulnerable turtles who stake their very existence on their crawl from their nest to the sea. This chapter is essential to who we are and who we are becoming. But the turtles don't learn from their frantic race across the sand. They can't. They only have their instincts. We have the Torah. We have companions on the journey with us, grandparents, parents, and children, teachers, and friends, people who can remind us of the lessons we learn and help us see how we have changed from one moment to the next. May we never forget to appreciate our fellow travelers. Shabbat Shalom.